Welcome to Clearing the Queue with Alex and Matt. Here's how it works. Each episode starts with a friend of ours signing into their Netflix account. Together, we scroll through their queue. Ultimately, we find a movie that's been on there a little too long, and we watch it together. The best part is that every queue is unique, so it tells a story about the person. Here's a question. Are we going to record ourselves talking about the movie during the movie? No, 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 no. This is not Mystery Science Theater 3000. It's uh, Clearing the Queue. A Netflix podcast. (laughs) (laughs) Clearing the Queue. Clearing the queue is filmed before live studio audience. Uh, We're doing a live episode, finally. We're doing it. We're here. This was um, the brainchild of our very first guest um, way back in episode one, and now it's episode 50, and we're like, let's do it. Yeah, let's do it for real. Um, But we were very intent on trying to honor all the past guests. Yes. So that's the hook. Some live podcasts have so many fans that they can have a live show and fill it with fans. We have so many former guests that we can fill a live show with former guests, which we did. Um, but the cool part is a lot of the people that are here today are some of our best supporters and have like uh, been the most interactive. We've got members, two members of who are going to be the three-timers clubs. I see uh, Chris Lee and Oliver Taylor in the background. That's the Alec Baldwin, the Alec Baldwin and Steve Martin to our SNL. Um, but... Uh, Holy shit, I mean, before we get started, yeah. I want to just cover what we've done. I mean, we did this yeah. we did this a long time ago, and we thought, first of all, how many do we make? Who, why do we, when do we stop? Yeah, you uh, said, if it's not fun, we should stop immediately. And it's still fun. Yeah, it's pretty fun. Um, and, but, but part of that is that, that my, my esteemed co-host, Maddie, is just a machine when it comes to editing this stuff, so I want to thank oh. Mr. Bogdanow. We're doing this stuff. Like, it's, it's definitely not as perfect. I stutter way more than it sounds like I do, um, as most of you guys can attest. But um, And we should also thank um, David Lebensfeld, whose birthday it is today, because we're recording this in the brand new screening room at Ingenuity Studios, yeah. which is really pimp. And you'll look at the photos on there. All right. With all that shit out of the way. Yeah. Um, we're going to bring up our guest, Sue Kate Heaney. Our first ever guest making her way to the stage. Welcome back. Thank you. I'm a super loud walker, so I'm a little self-conscious about it because people are always like, walk quietly on the earth, and I'm like, stomp, stomp, stomp. So it was just very delicate coming down here for you. Almost too delicate. Um, After we recorded the first episode, you said that we should do a live show at some point. We did. Yeah. I don't know. I stand by that to this day. I mean, here we are, (laughs) looking better and better. There you go. Yeah, at the time we hadn't even done a non-live version. Like when you had the idea to do a live show, we didn't even have a show yet. I just felt like it could be so fun, and you guys are so funny, and I was like, you know. Oh, thank you. You're so funny. I wasn't oh, fishing, God. We thank you. I'm having fun already. Me too. So, I love that you put a little champagne by my uh, seat, too. Oh, did Alex Cheers. put that there? Cheers. <gasps> yeah. How have you been? I've been it's great. It's been a while. It's been a year and a half. Oh, wow. Really? Since you've been on the show. I've seen you a lot. <laughs> I love that you think my cue hasn't grown or changed in any way since that moment. <laughs> but I am kind of a hoarder, so you're probably right. We were thinking, like, if we found anything that was still on your queue, then we would just have to watch it. You're right. I, we would have You would have been disappointed. But we have a new approach. Well, this is better. We had an idea. Listeners may be familiar with what we call the Popkin hard sell. Mm. Which is where Alex gets it in his head that he saw something that is so good that you have to watch it too. Mm. And he's passionate. You're, let me explain it better. It is the Popkin <laughs> Hard Cell. The Popkin Hard Cell comes from a, 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 a media landscape where, the, where we're, we have less time, we have less focus. And if you're going to recommend something, just put, put your all into it, right? Just... If, if yeah. you like something, like, my time is just as precious as yours, and oh, yeah. there's too much other. I really want, if you're going to recommend something, I really want you to be behind what it is you're recommending. I'm liking this hard sell of the hard sell already. <laughs> That's the hard sell! That's what I'm saying! Yeah. Um, and, and yeah. so when I pitch something, I pitch it really hard. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> And I take the opposite approach. My approach is like, look, like, I like what I like, you like what you're like. I can tell you that I enjoyed something, but I don't want to be on the hook if you watch it and you don't like it. 
So take everything I say with a grain of salt. We have different approaches. Yeah. Alex's approach works better on podcasts. <laughs> I can see how. Yeah. Hot take culture. Yeah. So I don't know what that means, you know but what I hot like take it. Culture is? No, teach me. Hot take culture is when people just say things really outrageous, whether or not it has any real merit, just to sort of get shock you rating. Away. Yeah, shock. Mm. Yeah. Got to bring that in the world. Shock jocks. Gotcha. AM radio. Um, <laughs> so what we're gonna do is we've asked our audience to come up with some hard sells of their own mm-hmm. for movies you should watch. Great. But before we do that, a little a little while ago, we had a segment on the show, and it was everybody's favorite segment, and we killed it for no reason. <laughs> <laughs> no, there was technically a reason. I think the reason was that the movie from which it was based changed platforms. And- oh, yes. It was no longer on Netflix. Yes. So we decided... That's true. Good memory. Well, because Sukade is back... Uh-oh. I hear a little music, and I see something floating in from the side. Wow! In it's episode, beautiful! In episode one, Suke, you were so excited by the beauty within that we gave... You answered two questions. I that. did. I wanted to do them all. Yes. When the, we've added more. Okay. There's more surprises. Can't wait. Should I just dig my hand in this Yeah, so this is right the American here? Beauty bag. It's full of questions. Reach your hand it in. It is pick the a real bag. And this is oh. the real one. Yep. It's a collector's item. Oh, man. Okay. Ready. Can you remember a time you left to go to the bathroom during a movie? Do you know what you missed? Ooh. Painful. I will say there was one time I was at a foreign film, and I can't remember the name now, which is terrible. I love foreign films. Mm-hmm. And I had had a to-go soda with a little vodka in it. Uh-huh. And I did leave to go to the bathroom two times. And I don't know Two the, times? Yeah, I don't know what I missed. And now I don't know the name of the movie. Great. <laughs> so that's the truth about that. <laughs> we, we have this uh, microphone that is set up for what are going to be the hard sells in a moment. Great. But if any audience member has a story about having to leave to go to the bathroom in the middle of a movie, you are welcome to come up to this empty chair and share it with us. Have some info. Okay, great. Yeah, Jensen, come on up here. What <laughs> <laughs> bothers me? What bothers me? So, the Clearing the Cue audience This is Jensen Nobler. This is, yeah, Jensen Nobler. Thank you. Hey, Maddie, how are you? How's it going? Hmm? Yeah, handshake. The Blonde High Wonder. Five. Yeah, the Blonde Wonder. So... Wait, where's mine? Ah, Air Five. Fives! Hey! <laughs> so, there's an app called Run P. When you have to go to the bathroom in a movie, like, it gives you a time and it buzzes, it gives you a notification like, hey, you should take this opportunity, this is boring, go. <laughs> and then when you come back, it just has this paragraph that explains what happened. So that's it's, all. it's that's like, uh, that's, it, it recommends when you should go? Like, yeah. This scene is going to be kind of a lull, go now? Yeah. Yeah. That's brilliant. It is. It's a, yeah, yeah, it's like, like the Mr. Skin of... When to go pee. What's Mr. Skin? You don't know what Mr. Skin is? <laughs> Me neither. Mr. Skin is the encyclopedia for when the best nudes are in <laughs> And so skip these parts and go straight to these parts. Right, right. Pee whenever. Sort of the opposite. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah. But that's not a bad idea. Mm-hmm. So do you know what movie it was that you used this app during, or is this just a general? Yeah, actually. I Can we know, use I it today? Know. We should try to use it for this. Oh, yeah. If anybody has to, to use the bathroom. Yeah, and it tells yeah. you when to start. <laughs> you, so I remember I went to go see uh, the new Independence Day when it came out. Mm-hmm. And it tells you, like, I actually don't remember which studio makes those movies, but when the Universal logo comes on, you know, start the timer. And so I did that, and it worked really well because it explained some stuff that I didn't. And then it just like buzzes at the right time. Yeah, go. You have to go exactly. Jensen, Jensen, for our listeners, is our youngest guest ever. So it's it's fitting that you're embracing new tech. (laughs) (laughs) Emerging, emerging tech. Awesome. Thanks. All right. Thanks Thanks for having me on, guys. Snapchat and the Instagram. (laughs) All right. We've got a lot of hard sells to get to. Should we jump in? Tell me. Pitch me. Yeah. <laughs> no. yeah. I mean, I'm not gonna, but they're oh, gonna. Right. Yeah. I wouldn't think you would because you're not the hard sell person. No, I'm not. Yeah. You should watch I'd, whatever you want to watch. Thank I, you. Before we go, yeah. I think we need to address one elephant in the room, which is that um, when, when, when we were asking our guests to do this, it's becoming increasingly clear that Netflix oh, yes. is, uh, is not quite the movie hub that it used to be. Mm. And I'm seeing a lot of ag- nods of agreement in the back. Um, which 
here at Clearing the Q Enterprises, um, <laughs> we have to put on a strong face. To, yeah. Tomorrow we're we'll, company men. Yeah. To, a new day. Yes. Just say. But also, <laughs> I, my strategy. I went into my Netflix queue to see if there was anything I wanted to recommend to you, and I sorted it by what I had rated five stars, mm. just to see, like, oh, what movies do I love? I don't remember. And like, none of them are available to stream anymore. Oh yeah. If you do the DVD thing for an extra seven ninety nine a month, you can watch anything. But we don't even have a DVD player anymore. Right. So now, how do you use that? Right. <laughs> I don't know. Jensen, do you even know that that's a thing? I'm sorry. I was distracted by her. Exactly. Mm. <laughs> so, yeah. So it's, it is a bit of an issue that basically Netflix is just a platform for streaming Netflix-branded Marvel TV shows at this point. <laughs> <laughs> Which are good. They're good. They're gr- yeah, but, but they're not. But for us, yeah. they're not really my bread and butter. So, so if anyone's pitching those, <laughs> so I, I think I think we're gonna have to really take a hard look on the inside. Yeah, for what on how this show can continue when cues are just becoming mm. TV shows that people want to watch. Yeah, stand up specials and Americans are out of jobs. <laughs> I don't know. Took a turn. Yeah, yeah. Let's uh, move on. <laughs> um, who's up first? Who's first? Uh, so we're going to go in alphabetical order. We have six guests that are going to Great. give the hard sell. And the first one is going to be Aaron McLean. We're going in alphabetical order, giving the McLean <laughs> hard sell. Um, Aaron. And, um, we, do you want to explain the format with the yeah. timer? Um, what all of our guests are going to do is <laughs> you've, you've got two minutes to pitch your movie and banter back and forth. Mm. Suke, you can poke as many holes as you want in the pitch. Um, McLean, the first question, and most guests we suggest, start with, have you seen X? And if they, if she says no, the timer will begin, and that will be your pitch. So make sure that that first movie that you want to hard sell is, in fact, the one that you want to pitch. Although, also, Aaron already said that he has I'm a plan that, format. that involves... Because <laughs> here's the thing. I'm, I'm, I, I try to hard sell movies that people probably don't... I almost guarantee you have not seen this movie. Most people have not. If I throw the title out there, you'll be like, I don't want to watch that, period. Well, we so he's going to explain the movie, and then, the, and then it's going to climax in telling you what the name of the movie is. So, and if she turns out she's seen it, well, he just wasted his two minutes. Yeah, that's well, I also think it's funny that, like, uh, what I know of Aaron McLean and what the movies you like and the, the description that we sent out based that Suki Oh, we wrote. need to read that, yes. Okay, let's read that first. Read that first, and then uh, I'll I thought I had it pulled up, and it turns out I don't. But luckily, I can just edit this out later. <laughs> oh, so we can say anything right now, and you'll take it out? Yeah, but I'm, if it's good, then I might not. You can say pussy wagon, like uh, the oh. keychain up there. That, wow, what? Jensen's just It'll pop up on Jensen's, Mr. Skin. She has a pussy wagon Okay, so here's the, here's, here's the email. We sent out asking people, we said, your assignment, should you choose to accept it, is to come up with a movie suggestion for our guest, Susan Kate Heaney. And to help you in your quest, here's a bit about Sue Kate. Mm. Susan Kate Heaney, which you wrote, but I didn't write this, by the way. I so did. if it gets laughs, there's Sue Kate's laughs. Okay, it says. <laughs> and if it doesn't, Matt wrote And if it, it doesn't, I wrote it. Susan Kate Heaney is a Scorpio, Libra rising, Cancer Moon, who does not like movies about space. An actress, she always appreciates a story about dreamers, underdogs, and the creative process, unless it takes place in space. She loves laughter, comedies, especially of the quirky variety, real people, almost all documentaries, and ball-your-eyes-out drama. If they are set in-slash-on Earth, she does not know the proper grammar for that. During her first CTQ appearance, we watched the classic Dolly Parton, Jane Fonda, Lily Tomlin comedy, 9 to 5, and she loved it. Mm-hmm. And so did I. Alex, not so much. <laughs> the only requirement is that your movie is available to stream on Netflix. And that's it. Sound, I, still, I still stick by those, those comments. And you know what? It would have gotten laughs, but everyone in the audience got that email, so they're not hearing that's it true. for the first time. At home, I, I hope that you were entertained by that. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. There, are, there are definitely movies that take place in space that hit the emotional chord, which is the biggest, the, bit, the saddest bit yeah. to this whole charade. I know, I know. I'm sure there are. I just ha- I hate it automatically. <laughs> Broaden your event horizons. You're absolutely right. <laughs> He's already shaming me, but I'm the one who's doing the picking, so I'd be careful. Oh, yeah. This is not a space movie. It's not a space okay. movie. All right. right. Okay. Are we ready? I'm ready. All right. Timer is starting now. The McLean hard sell. Hi, I'm Aaron McLean, episode 24. <laughs> I would like to hard sell to you. Mm. 
a movie about two friends living in rural America, and they decide to renovate their rustic cabin in the woods, but they must overcome adversity in the form of prejudice from some entitled rich city kids. It is an underdog story. Mm. It is a story about, in today's climate, a different perspective on life. It really takes old tropes and turns them on their head and really comes out with a pretty like, good message and a good story about friends and, and, and what that can be. I would like to pitch to you the film Tucker and Dale vs. Evil. Oh. <laughs> I've never even heard of it. It sounds amazing. It Are is. they aliens? There are no aliens in this movie. Okay, because you're just saying friends. I'm like not sure if they're creatures yeah. or... No, no, no. It no, does no. sound like he's trying to pull a fast Yeah, he really it sounds does. like he's got something to say. <laughs> oh, he is. Ask what genre it is. What genre is it? It's a horror movie. Oh, boy. Yeah. So I'm really squeamish. I'm a screamer. Um, so if you are all ready for this. It's a horror comedy, and it's in my top five favorite comedies Whoa. of all time. I watched it one evening late at night. And it was such a genre bender. Normally, you have kids in the woods in a cabin being attacked by hillbillies. This is hillbillies being attacked by kids in the woods. Wow. And it's flipping that genre. It's hilarious. I watched it, and then that morning made my brother watch it again. And he What's loved it number too. one on your top five horror comedies? Yeah. Horror comedy? No, no, this is just comedies. Like, horror. Yeah, like, what? This is a horror comedy, like, combined. What's number one? Um, my favorite comedy? That's a hard one. But okay. Either Monty you Python. You only got twenty seconds left. Either Monty Python okay. or okay. Super Troopers. All right, last words. Last words. Um, I think that this would be a lot of fun to watch with a group of people. And uh, as far as horror comedies, I don't think that anybody else is going to pitch this movie to you. I think you're probably right. <laughs> Five, four, literally. Great job. Yeah, God yeah, bless yeah. America. You didn't even need it. That was great. Thanks, right. McLean. I mean, I feel like I need a piece of paper and a pen to sort of. Oh, yeah. we have. Thank you. We yes. have those in spades. Because I'm already like Tucker and D. Dave. Dale. Dale. Dale? Tucker and Dale versus Evil. Tucker and Dale versus Evil. That was a hard sell. Thank you. It was a great sell. Yeah. You know, I am an actor and a writer, and so like sometimes I have to pitch things to people. Uh-huh. So being in the other position is like. Um, I feel like a real power trip about Just, it. What his eyebrows, <laughs> what his eyebrows were doing fine. alone was like... He was doing the work. Trust me. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I really trust him. <laughs> I do. You, He's got that likability factor, you know? All right. Well, speaking of likability factor, <laughs> our next hard sell is going to be the Bergen hard sell. Let's welcome Brian Bergen. <laughs> Turn your bass way up, listeners. <laughs> Turn, that bass. Turn the treble way down. What's going on? What's happening? Um, I'll just say that I'm not going to be able to match that. That was a pretty good set. Because if I was the one choosing the movie, I'd be like, you won. But remember, I love an underdog story. I love an underdog story. Uh, are you ready for your hard sell? Uh, I think so. I'm a little underprepared. I didn't realize I need to like write out shit. Neither did I. I'm saying tough back to fall, but I'm good. All right. The Bergen hard sell starts now. Okay, so... Two things I noticed in the synopsis of your movie preferences. Uh, no no space movies, mm. but you like comedies. Mm. So instead of going to space, what if we went inner space? What? 80s sci-fi comedy, Martin Short, yeah. Dennis Quaid, Meg Ryan, pre-plastic surgery. Um, <laughs> just because it's kind of like, I don't know, I just thought it would be kind of funny to kind of give you something unexpected. Like it's kind of, it has sci-fi tones, but it's not in space. It's inside a person's body. What? So Dennis Quaid gets shrank into Martin Short's body and hijinks ensue. Okay, Classic wow. 80s, whimsical, great Classic 80s. Like it, One it's, man it's in good. another man's body. Exactly. That sounds really not how I intended that to sound, actually. <laughs> um, mm-hmm. uh, I love Martin Short. It sounds like being John Malkovich a little bit. Um, but I guess maybe it takes not. some... No- well, it's the original. John Malkovich takes some beats from that in some ways. But yeah. Okay. Yeah. Is it really funny? Uh, I think it's hilarious. I mean, it's one of my favorites. I hard sell the, the shit out of Chris Lee over here for months. Finally warmed down to watch it. I think he enjoyed it. But it's, he gave a thumbs up. So. It's just one of those classic, like, whimsical 80s adventure movies. Oh, like, you're getting kinda, me with words like whimsical. Kinda like, that's like my <laughs> bread and butter right there. So I'm like, you're using my buzzwords now. Spielberg's producer, I think Robert Zemeckis, is involved in as well. Oh. Um, you know, great special effects. It's just one of those... Like lightning in a bottle movies. It didn't do as well as it should have. Okay, stop because lightning out. in a bottle is another buzz phrase. <laughs> Thirty like, How seconds. Do we need to capture it. <laughs> um, it's a personal. What's favorite it called? Inner space. Oh, 
Oh, yeah. <laughs> <Inner> space. <laughs> Sorry. So, he, he smoothly worked it into he the did. first He did. Really, he dropped it like so nice. Yeah. Um, 18 seconds. But uh, that's what I got. It's a movie near and dear to me, and I think it's a very good, enjoyable group movie, possibly, too. I know. That's the thing. Is like I kind of want to like make everybody vote, but I'm not sure my hosts are going to let me no, do that. No, this is all you. Like it's the pressure's like, on you. I want to note that Alex is like lit up when you said Meg Ryan pre-plastic surgery. I just want that to be on the my record. My favorite Meg Ryan. Okay. <laughs> Time. Okay. On that note, thank you, Ryan. Thank Bird. you. I mean, if anyone has any inside info on, on like what happened to Meg Ryan, <laughs> talk to Alex later. Talk, yeah, hit me after. Um, I'm just curious. <laughs> All right, City of Angels, and then whoosh. Yeah. Mm. we started with the letter A, then we had the letter B, now we have the letter C. Casey Newland. Whoa! <laughs> We're gonna have 26 hard cells. <laughs> This That's is an alphabet joke. <laughs> Mine's a medium cell. Ooh, a oh, medium cell. I, I feel. You very... know what? You have my interest. I, <laughs> I like it. Let's hear the new medium, medium cell starting now. Have you seen Paris is Burning? No. Okay. It is legendary. It's amazing. It's a documentary about the gay ballroom scene in New York in the Ooh. 80s. Yeah. Which was like voguing, drag. They had their whole own community that they created with like houses and the balls where they would perform for each other and that they like created this space to like exist in 80s New York and it's legendary and sparkly and glamorous and magical. She threw sparkly and she knew. (laughs) 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 Ah, She threw whimsical. Um, It sounds amazing. I also have a secret. I should almost wrote this in there but like any dance movie I will sign up for so Um, that's getting me on another level too. Great. And do you know about voguing? Like, are you familiar with what? I'm like, familiar with it a little bit. Like Madonna. <laughs> Wait, the listeners should know that. Yeah, Suket just vogued. Yeah, she, put that on the, the put record. Put that on the record. <laughs> Suket threw up two hands and said she knows what she's doing. <laughs> voguing is one of the most fun dance styles that there is, and this is like early like voguing scene in the '80s. So it takes place Ooh. in Harlem, and it's. A phenomenal form of dance, so that is absolutely fun to watch. So this is my kind of movie. Like, you're hitting at my kind of movie. I feel like we probably have similar tastes. I really resonated with, I mean, everything from the astrological to your interests. So So now I've made a new friend, is what you're telling me. I came on the podcast, I have a new movie, buddy. New friend. friend. Um, I, I will also add you the, you gave us the hard sell when you were on about this movie and this movie is in my queue wow. and another advantage that it has is it's only 75 minutes long nice you know what's upsetting to me is it's never been recommended to me from all the documentaries and dance movies that I watch mm. so I'm like what's happening with that 10 seconds left well anything I mean it's just it's legendary it also really helps me understand the culture in a deeper way that I think like I use all the time in my mm. life Love it. The Newland Medium uh, Cell. <laughs> that was not medium. That was like medium well. That was, that was medium well. That was medium well. Uh, well done, I would say. Medium well done. Yeah, it's a steak thing. Yeah. <laughs> um, all right. His eyes perked up when I said we had an A and a B and now a C. Our next guest is Chris Lee. Yes. Three-timers. Yes. This is our first inductee to the Three Timers Club. Hello. Chris Lee was most recently featured where he interviewed me on my queue. Oh, yeah. Yes. And this is also the first time you've appeared without the other half of the Nerdlies. Yes. She had to work today, so unfortunately she could not participate with us. She sends her love to the show, and uh, she doesn't know what I'm pitching, but I think she would approve, Mm. I think. Well. Uh, I also do not have a super hard sell. I have a what I call a soft boiled egg cell. Oh, and right. I love a soft boiled egg cell. The soft boiled egg cell starts <laughs> two minutes now. So it sounds like you like underdog movies. You like comedies. Mm-hmm. Do you watch? Have you watched a lot of mid nineties kids comedies? No, I like sort of missed popular culture. So. You had me at nineties. So <laughs> mid nineties, uh, underdog story, heavyweights is what I'm going to try to sell to you, which is a movie about heavyweight kids or heavy kids, heavy set kids, heavy set kids okay. at a fat camp, basically, that has been taken over by a tyrannical camp counselor. They have to figure out how to navigate in their fat camp and try to have fun, even though they are being forced to do all the activities 
that they didn't want to do. Ben Stiller plays Ooh. the tyrannical camp counselor, I believe. Uh, it is written, written by the same person who uh, wrote uh, Mighty Ducks, features uh, Goldberg from the Mighty Ducks, and also Carp from the Mighty Ducks, <laughs> who I just recently saw at a live showing of the Mighty Ducks because it's the 25th anniversary of that movie. Good old Carp. Uh, I haven't seen this movie since I was a little kid. I was a overweight kid when I was a kid as well, so I think it resonated with me more uh, back then. Um, so I just think it would be a fun afternoon watch. Uh, it is only 97 minutes long. <laughs> I love so... the time. <laughs> <laughs> You're like, we're not going to be together for that long, everybody. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so it'll be fine. Everything will be fine. How whimsical is it? I think yeah, it's pretty whimsical. It's, a, it's been 90, so it's definitely going to have a lot of uh, weird sound effects when things happen to 30 people. seconds. Uh, there's going to be some sight gags, some <laughs> uh, dialogue gags. gags. How does uh, Disney feature into this? I believe Disney made this movie. Yes. Oh. So, uh, you know that it is made for kids and it's wholesome and fun and should be, uh, you know, that's... Ten that's seconds. Got any questions? I mean, I thought it was a documentary until you said Ben Stiller and I was like, oh! Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so I was looping. It would be great if it was a documentary. <laughs> but, yeah. Um, All right. The Lee hard-boiled egg cell. <laughs> yeah, that was a hard-boiled. That was great. Thank you. Um, all right. We have two more. Alphabetically... Jensen, come back up here. You heard his voice earlier. Jensen's a regular. Jensen's a regular. I try and be as regular as possible. Uh-huh. Um, <laughs> we already warmed up, so we're just gonna we're gonna jump wait, into wait, it. Wait, wait, wait. When yeah. I greeted you at the door, Jensen, you yeah. said that you you had put no effort into this. Yeah, wow. we did, we did it. Uh, so uh, how, what happened in the last ten minutes? We put some effort in. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. We got a lot of well-boiled things, so we'll see. The Obler Hard Cell begins now. Have you seen Chasing Carl? No. Okay, this is a... I will be honest with you. I've seen the first 15 minutes of Chasing Carl. Oh, well, you didn't even get to the good part then. (laughs) So, listen. The reason you need to watch past 15 minutes is because, well, not only is it an important subject, like, the environment is dying. Like, Coral is dying, people. It's also important for these people to know if they don't. People are losing jobs. Sorry. Um, I mean, this may or may not... It will probably eventually affect the job market, but right now it's affecting coral. It's dying. Like, huge amounts of it. Like, half the world's coral. So if you didn't know this, you need to know this, and you should know the details, too. But really the reason that you personally should want to watch this, because it sounds like you know about coral dying, right? So... Yeah, okay, great. Well, that's great to hear. Uh, please spread the word, you know. But also, I'll make it my mission. The reason you need to watch this movie is because there's a dude that loves coral, and it's so fun to watch mm. people who are passionate about what they're passionate about. It's true. It's just the best. And uh, he, I just can't, I won't spoil it, but uh, he comes into the plot of the documentary by chance and it's like really cool to watch this real yeah. event unfold. I like by chance. I don't know if I'm hearing any whimsy. Whimsy. I'm not hearing a lot of whimsy but I will say Coral is whimsical so he doesn't need to like oh, pitch me that hard on that. That's really true. And it's they'll whimsy tell you. on whimsy. Yeah you're right. It's so Too much whimsy. whimsy. Yeah. Too, uh, don't put whimsy on whimsy. I love that you're doing like half PSA half pitch. It's yeah. like my favorite thing. 30 so seconds. Like the Coral. Uh, go ahead. Keep talking. Sorry. Oh uh, well that was the end of my pitch oh, great. so please um, I met the first 20 minutes just made me so sad, which is why I stopped watching it's, it. It's sad. Yeah, it's sad. It's but I sad. guess I shouldn't be like, la, 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 it's not happening because it's happening. Yeah, yeah, you should definitely give it another chance for, you know, you know what's at stake. Now and I you, do. And you're emotionally prepared now. You're probably right, actually. And you can kind of appreciate the beauty in the documentary. All you right. You know, because there's I'm a lot feeling, of sacrifice. I hear what you're saying. <laughs> These people sacrifice things. Oh. And my time is up. That's we got it. The, the Obler hard sell. Thank you. Thank you. And last, but of course not least, it, you're, you're, you're doing it. He, he like looked away as if I wasn't about to say <laughs> Oliver Taylor, like trying not to make eye contact. Another member Oliver of Taylor. the three-timer club. Yeah. Oliver Taylor, always ensure that we eat plenty of bran in our diet. Hmm. Bran being smart, intelligent films that we wouldn't normally Calor- eat in our diet. Calor- Calor- ah. Calor- yeah. content. For you want to grow. 
have listened to the episode. No empty calories today. That's right. All so right. wait, before you start the timer, yeah. there's one or two things. Classic Oliver. <laughs> <laughs> yes, let's the, extend the first let's make this the, longer. The first is that I didn't really understand that I was supposed to be making a pitch. So I have a whole bunch. So what I wanted to do is kind of ask some questions mm. to kind of narrow it down, uh-huh. and then live in the moment, oh, cool. based on the answers. Within those Should two she minutes. leave the room? Would that be? No, I was hoping that I could do that questions. outside the two minutes. Even, but oh, it's you want to call. ask her questions outside the two minutes? We'll let the to audience narrow decide. down the choices. Yeah, dude, let him go. I'll do the best. <laughs> 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 I say yes, or I gotta start picking back from this bag again. All right, well, okay, f- fine. Okay. okay, so first up, I'll just say, in fitting with what you guys talked about a minute ago, the fact that Netflix is kind of a limited landscape to mm-hmm. pick a movie from these days, uh, there's a couple movies that I would recommend to you that are not on Netflix. Oh, yes, mm. and you brought DVDs. Yes, and I brought what? the DVDs. Oh, wow. <laughs> no. I would love that list anyway. Yeah, and, and the reason I bring it up is because I listened to your episode yesterday and a little bit this morning trying to get an understanding of like what kind of movies Always well you researched. Liked. I know. Uh, yeah, and so I have a couple things. So uh, first thing, it was the first movie that came up, I believe, in your episode, which was, if anybody remembers, Roman Holiday. Have you actually still seen, haven't seen you it? You still haven't seen it? No. All right, so I'm not going to bother making a hard sell. I'm just going to say you need to see this okay. movie. I'm putting Everybody, it on the list. Anybody here who's listening who hasn't seen it needs to see this movie. Okay, I promise. The, the Is that the original rom-com? Is that the one that we talked about as being like the archetype? Yes, of, yeah. Yeah, yes yeah. that's right. Mm-hmm. Uh, the second one that I want to recommend, and I don't know if you've seen it, but it's called Blue Valentine. It's got Ryan Gosling. And, but I've heard, and Michelle Williams, right? And Michelle Williams, that's yeah. right. I've heard. Sad candy. It's, it's very it's sad emotional candy. and okay. very sad, kind of a tearjerker. We call it sad candy? Sad candy, that's right. That's like watching that's... the TV show Leftovers. Uh, the, the, <laughs> the, the third is based on your love of Master of None, which is mm-hmm. Louie. Have you watched the I TV love show? Louis. Okay, yes. great. So you love that. We can skip that. And then there's, there's two more. Uh, one is called. And this is based on your love of old movies. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I kind of went down this rabbit hole where I got this hunch that because of your love of whimsical stuff, because of your love of old movies... And hatred of space. Of, and hatred of space. <laughs> that you might be really into like Woody Allen and a certain kind of like New York independent oh, and I am. thing, right? Yeah. Okay, so there's a movie called Big Night. Which nobody's heard of. Nobody's but I know seen of it, and I've heard, you've heard of it. Isn't it's it an awesome. Italian restaurant? It's this Italian yeah. restaurant. It's about these two brothers, and the whole thing is about how their their restaurant is going under, and they want to. Um, they're bringing in important guests. I, I'm trying to remember what it is, but they're cooking this big meal. It's like a final hurrah to try to save the restaurant. So it's about the two of them and their sort of relationship, and it's about cooking. And oh, and I love food. Yeah, so this that is a, I know. This is a must watch. That's, that's part of it. Yeah, <laughs> and I feel I just need to interject because when we first, when I first met Suke, mm-hmm. which was like 2004 or five, babies, you were working in an Italian restaurant. It's very true. At the time, I had just started drinking. Like, ah. and I, so I didn't, I literally didn't know the difference between like beer and wine and liquor. And oh, so I yeah. would go in and I would be like, I've never had any, like make me something oh, fun. Oh, I remember. Do you remember what and you I made like, me? Uh, it was like a white Russian or a Long Island iced tea. Uh, it was a Midori sour. Oh, even worse. Yeah. <laughs> and I just loved it. Oh, I was like, this oh is yeah, great. he did like, love it. Like, like, it's like, and I was a terrible bartender, but he didn't know because he. You're the best drink. bartender. I was the absolute worst bartender in the world. It was just all Midori sour. It was mix? just all alcohol. Like I didn't know oh. to mix it with really anything else. It would be the green stuff. Is that Midori? <laughs> yeah, stuff it was green. It, it was yeah. definitely green. And vodka. And who knows? I don't know. Is. I've never had one since, but I loved it at the I've time. I've never made one since. So you hit the nail on the head with Italian restaurant. Oh, great. And then there's one final one, one, which is, and this is based on after you watched 9 to 5 and we're talking about it, you were talking about how you were going to lose the two of them because you wanted to wear every outfit. Mm -hmm. So sort of of based on that and then everything else is I have to recommend uh, The Crown, which is on Netflix, but it's not eligible because it's a TV show. Right. Mm. I haven't watched it. Well, you should. So I will. Put it on your list. I know. Wow, you guys. My wife just gasped. She did. She just gasped. I'm ashamed. I'm ashamed right now. <laughs> All right. So I will watch this. Let, I'll, I'll simplify things for the hard sell. I'll just say, do you want me to give you a hard sell on a comedy or a Timer? sort of 
You think this should be? Included? I can't tell anymore. Can't Oliver's doing such yeah. a good job. I can't. He's all right. I'm gonna start the timer yeah, now. Yeah, yeah. All, right. Yeah. all right, the Taylor something starts now. So, do you want me to give you the hard sell on a comedy or on a kind of sad candy drama? I'm feeling right now like comedy. Like comedy. Okay. Yeah. Thank you. So, You're welcome. And I'm supposed, to, I'm supposed to end with the name of the thing and not start with the name, right? Although, what if she's seen it? No, you can start with the name. Yeah, start with the name in case. No, Aaron we'll go just to fucked candy. everything up with his whole Okay, fine. <laughs> <laughs> Have you seen The Trip? No. With Steve Coogan and Rob Brydon? No. You've never heard of this? No. Okay. I've seen that little JPEG so, so many times. I am, I am sort of obsessed with this movie, as my wife can attest. We quote it to each other all the time. It's part of our like language mm. of our relationship. Um, and it's a movie where Steve Coogan and Rob Brydon, comedians and actors, uh, play themselves. And they are friends who sort of go on this restaurant tour of the north of England for an article for the the Guardian. And at every restaurant, they sit down, and it's like this five-star gourmet meal where the waiters come out, and they kind of tell you what they're serving you and explain how it's made. And so there's a little bit of a food porn aspect to the whole thing where you get to see it it being made, and they're eating in these like very picturesque settings and everything. And they sit down to a meal, and it's basically improv comedy, the two of them just having a conversation. And it's the most ridiculous, crazy, weird stuff you've ever... Like, it's just off the wall, just the two of them being completely goofy. 25 seconds. He's hitting buzzwords like improv. And in in addition to that, there's, like, a story that threads all the way to the end, which is the whole thing, which is basically these, like, two sad men who are empty inside, whose lives are falling apart, but who are, like, goofing their way through this trip with each other and just like trying to have a good time between the tears. The Taylor hard sell. That was great. That was great. Oh man. Just under the wire. Intoxicating. Wow. Intoxicating. Yeah. Oh. Um, I. I mean, I, we were going to be alternates, like if we had to do pitches. But, but after, I'm not going to pitch after those. I would. I'm like so turned on right now. Like this is the pumpkin <laughs> heart sell. Like I have to throw a pumpkin heart sell oh. in. Like I have to. Oh, we're you're going to do one. Do all right, it. Do I it. have to. Yeah. Um, wow. For me, it's after all that. I'm like, I would just want to watch. I mean, look. What if he starts and I'm like, I've seen it. It's the only one. Then that's <laughs> fine because because the movie that I have selected for all you. All right. Wait. So the Popkin oh, Heart wow. Cell. Two oh, minutes. It's happening. Starts. Thank you for letting me do this. Um, it's your show. <laughs> starts now. <laughs> okay. Um, this was a. <laughs> I, I may be hypocritical with this, but this is a movie that. Probably you probably have seen, but it 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 is literally the had been sitting in my queue the longest. It'd been the most recommended, and it is beautifully filmed, really entertaining. It's a foreign film. It's, the lead actress is fantastic in it. It's Amelie. Have you seen Amelie? Okay, so here's the thing: I've never seen it. Oh my god. Okay. Okay. I was afraid of but this. It's, it's in <laughs> our queue, and we keep trying to watch it. Amelie, I, I, what was my main reason for not watching Amelie, Mr. Bogdanow? Uh, it too, was too much it whimsy. Was, it was poorly sold to you. Mm. Well, the, the thumbnail artwork is terrible. Yeah. It's it's it doesn't it is um there are old men that are like cantankerous <laughs> that find the beauty of life again. It's the magic of France. There, it's like a it's more of an ensemble film than just about Amelie. Yes, it's about Amelie, but it's about the characters that inhabit Amelie's life in France. And Amelie herself is this sort of like um, socially, um, she's like very sexy and beautiful, and yet also like. Socially immature, like Meg Ryan, sort of pre pre <laughs> pre facelift. And anyway, I actually happened to watch it while I was in Italy on one of those trains things. Oh wow! And it was it was just it was beautiful. It's it's a it really is a perfect movie. Um, Twenty five seconds. I just, I feel like a hypocrite because like I'm selling a movie that like was once part of this, but I really highly recommend you see Amelie. Uh, I know. I, need I, know, to see it. I know. I know. You know. You know. I know. I won't feel bad if you don't see it. But that's the movie I wanted to give the hard sell on because of full circle. Yes. yes. Okay. This is great. Five seconds. And now you got much else more complicated. The, uh, God bless America. God bless clearing the queue. All right. The Popkin hard sell. Oh my God. 
Um, okay, so we've got seven movies to choose from. And it's going to be, yeah, the audience can feel like we, those were all amazing. My heart's beating. I want to see all of them. Let's just have a sleepover. (laughs) (laughs) Let's go till tomorrow. We watch them all. Um, Make us drink. So. (laughs) Majority sours for everyone. (laughs) Everyone look under your seats. (laughs) Um, So in terms of narrowing it down, Uh, we have six great choices. I would like to offer you three options. Wow. Um, Speaking of late 90s. Pop culture. Are you giving me more movies? Because don't. No, not more movies. Okay. This is ways to get less movies. Okay, give it to me. Um, <laughs> so there was a once upon a time there was a show and it was called uh, I believe it was called Who Wants to Be a Millionaire. Yeah. And on this show, sometimes when a character had a really tough decision to make, phone a friend. They could phone a friend. Mm. They could do 50-50 where they eliminated half the choices. She's gonna have to do that anyway. Or they could pull the audience. And I would like to say, you could do any of those or all of those three things Ooh. to help you decide if you would like. So I definitely want to include the audience because we all have to watch the movie. So if I'm the only <laughs> dud who hasn't seen Amelie yet, I don't think we should all see it again. I'm sorry. I know. I know. You're also the host. I feel like if I pick yours, it's going to be really bad. I agree. You know what I mean? In the bag, like... Uh... But I want to watch it the most right now. So just know that. Though I might be crossing it off. But we'll see. Have you seen Who Framed Roger Rabbit? Love. Okay, so good. I've seen good. one movie. I've seen good. one movie we good. mentioned today. Good. Um, let's do... Uh, oh, God, what do we do first? How do we do 50-50 with the audience? 50-50 would be we would just randomly cross out half the choices. You're just going to do it? Yeah. You're going to do it. Yeah, you're neutral. Yeah, yeah. All right, I'm going to 50-50 it. What? Okay. You're going to let Bogdan out do this? I'm going to do it. So, I'm going to go with it. Life's so, too short. Let's be wild. <laughs> I was literally, I was going to just go to a random number generator and just eliminate movies that way. Okay. So I'm not like picking based that, on my... See, this is what always happens and then I do know what I want to watch. Don't do it. I, I can't should, let you do that. I can't let you do that. No, 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 this is the 50-50 thing. Random, well, is it a dice or what kind of random number generator is it? It's going to be a random number generator between one and seven and I'm going to click it and then whatever number gives me, I'm going to cross off that one. I mean, I can't. I can't in good conscience allow this. No, do we feel uncomfortable? It goes against this? the spirit of the personal. All right, the personal all right, touch. You're right. You're right. It was okay. such a personal touch. We can't we just. Look. Look. All right, he's right. It's too late. I crossed off three of them. I was just gonna. <laughs> <laughs> what did right. you cross off? No, I didn't actually. All right. All right. You guys, I can't don't be mad I, at me. It was just a feel. It was just a feel. Don't be mad at me for crossing. I'm gonna. I'm gonna cross off three right now. See, now it's personal. Oh my god! I was trying to take oh, it out. I know. Thank oh, you. I don't like to have welcome. any responsibility for bad decisions, so that's why I'm like, yeah, cross them off. <laughs> Do it, my dirty. Just work. pick the winner. I am gonna cross off Amelie because you're the host. Fair. You did Fair. a great Do sell. It. I'm sorry. Oh, now everyone turned yeah. on me. Fuck <laughs> 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 the table flip. Table flip. I'm gonna cross off chasing coral because I've seen the first 20 minutes, and I will watch the end and be inspired. Oh man! And you know we're oh, all gonna man, be better oh, man, about. Oh, man. About Coral now. Don't be yeah. mad because that's my worried. dream movie. But I'm going to cross off Paris is Burning because it's the one I would also want to watch the most. And so I feel like I should challenge myself to watch something I normally wouldn't watch. I like it. I promise you I will. <laughs> no, I feel sad because from Oliver, <laughs> expanding your horizon. You know me really well. <laughs> I'm sorry. Okay, now I have four left. Tucker okay. and Dale, something, something with the world. Tucker and Dale versus evil. Okay. Uh, inner space, heavyweights, and the trip. Great. So I can phone a friend now. Oh, I know who to yeah. phone. I'm going to phone Hannah. <laughs> oh, <laughs> this is her worst nightmare. I know. Can you give a little synopsis of each one again? Tucker, I can give it because it'll be so wrong if you want me to. It'll be what I heard from it. Um, Tucker and Dale is about two outcasts in the woods in a fight and there's whimsy. <laughs> right? Oh, perfect. Yeah. Am I right? Yeah. <laughs> Your prospects are pretty good right now, I'll be honest. Um, inner space, there's also whimsy, and it's a period piece. It takes place in the mid-90s. 80s. 80s. Okay, 80s, even more period. And there's a man in another man's head. In his body. Okay, body. Got you. Heavyweights takes place at a camp, and there's a mean counselor. I wrote a play called Gay Camp about the counselor sort of overthrowing. It's a camp that says, like, we can make you straight. And the counselors, like, overthrow this evil... Um, the kids overthrow this evil counselor. Yeah. So that's, like, very... I'm like, well, we should have probably written this... Like, watched this as we wrote our play. <laughs> Which is now a screenplay, and I'm like, maybe it's already been done. Um, but so that's still in there. Still in. And The Trip, which is... I don't... 
I don't know a lot about it except you guys is has sparked a lot of inner jokes for you guys. And um, two men are eating across the French countryside and feeling lonely about their lives. British. British. <laughs> I told you I'd be really <laughs> off. I had a Those few sips of the champagne in a can. Oh, that's good. So you want me to give you one to cross out? Yes. <laughs> oh, boy. She's doing any mini money. <laughs> she is. I need the music from the show. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe the fat here. Cross off heavyweights? Yeah. Heavyweights. Okay, I'm sorry. <laughs> I did think it was a documentary, so it shows that I was a little off about it. very surprised. <laughs> I would have been surprised when Ben Stiller showed up, yeah, for sure. All right, we're down to three Q contenders, just like every episode. All right, again, Oof. don't be mad. I'm going to cross off the trip. I'm sorry. I also feel like it's it definitely a movie I need to see. Sure. So the other two feel awkward for me and uncomfortable and like things I don't really want to see, which is why they're mm. still on the list. You pitched them great. But if I ever saw that on Netflix, I would never click on either one. Great. Uh, so do you want to have the audience vote now, or do you want to pick? She's got We're too biased. Do you guys know each other? I could have everyone close their eyes and vote. <laughs> Can I give a caveat? Oh. I, I have been dishonest, so I didn't <gasps> really give a comment. Oh, boy. All right, oh come back God. up here. All right. Like ninth inning, uh, we have ninth inning thing? Seventh inning? We have a ninth inning thing, yeah. <laughs> we have a, like, something that happens at the end yeah, of the yeah, game. Yeah, it's a ninth inning thing. Yeah. So, so, so the whole reason I, I didn't think I'd be in this far. So yeah, the whole, the whole thing is I wanted to pitch a ridiculous movie and see if I could get a bunch of people to watch it. This movie does have a little bit of violence. It is a horror movie, but it's all done in comedy. Um, and it's, I don't find it over the top in, in a bad way, but I do want to put that trigger warning out there. Thank you. Um, just because some people might not be into a semi-violent horror movie, but it is all very funny and done in the sense of comedy, and none of it is malicious or sadistic or mean. I appreciate your honesty. I, I had to complete, because I, I, you know, I wanted to pitch, pitch it differently to try and get people to see the movie, and yeah. the ploy has worked. Here, here's the thing as much as I hate space I equally hate horror and I heard whimsy and I totally forgot that horror was even part of it <laughs> it's the rock paper scissors it's whimsy beats horror yeah. it, it is more a comedy than it is a horror movie but in its comedy it turns the horror genre on its head I can't even try I can't even look this guy in the eye anymore do. I don't know what to do yeah get out of here <laughs> <laughs> no, it was great. Everyone's been great. I think we have Never to go winner. with Inner Space. Oh, we're watching Inner Space. I don't know what this is. I've never seen it. I, I was just telling Matt before we started, like, I close my eyes during most of Game of Thrones, so I have, like, no idea who's alive or dead. And so I, yeah, I feel like I don't know if I can handle yours. I'm excited. None of the three of us have seen Inner Space. Has anyone else seen Inner Space? No, forever. No. Wow. Okay, All right. sorry, guys. Oh, sorry, guys, like it. No, I mean... Well, now... <laughs> I, will, I will say, the pressure's all on you, bud, because I'm yeah. done. Yeah. I already bought into that art cell. You did? So okay. I Great. I feel okay. really good about so it. So, our audience at home, they're going to hear the trailer for Inner Space, and the 20 of us are going to watch Inner Space, and then uh, we'll talk about what we saw. Great. Here we go. Test pilot Tuck Pendleton wants to make history. Supermarket clerk Jack Putter needs a vacation. Sir, I'm sorry, Jack, you're late. That's not good. You know it's coupon day. Lieutenant Pendleton is about to be miniaturized, placed into this needle, and then injected into this rabbit. Rock and roll. But something went wrong. And Tuck's about to get a new destination. Inside Jack Putter. I'm in a man. Hello, can you hear me? I'm possessed! Now, Jack's got twice the problems. How you doing, Jack? But he's double the man. With Tuck on his side. Can you more cows? In his gut. <laughs> and on his case. You're not gonna back groceries all your life, are you, Jack? And only 24 hours left for Jack to get out of danger. So that Tuck can get out of Jack. Dennis Quaid, Martin Short. Give yourself a shot of adventure. Inner Space. Inner Space. Better than Outer Space. We're back. Way better than Outer Space. Uh, it struck me while we were watching that that 
which was like a very much like a magic school bus that you would make an excellent Miss Frizzle like oh. uh, cosplay. <laughs> excellent Miss Frizzle cosplay or the cosplay. movie version. Let's put that. Have out they, there. Why yeah. have they not made one? You're right. Yeah. yeah. Because they haven't found the actress yet. I'd love to be Miss Frizzle. You're right. Yeah. Like, or I'd like to do be Wendy in the remake. That's true. They're doing a new Netflix series though. Yeah. Oh really? Fucking Netflix and their series is. <laughs> Um, all right, so should we do the recap live? Let's do the recap live. All right, so Inner Space. Inner Space. 1980-something, starring Dennis Quaid, Meg Ryan, and Martin Short. Uh, <laughs> Dennis Quaid plays Tuck Pendleton. He's a former Marine that plays by his own rules. <laughs> Meg Ryan is his on-again, off-again love interest. Martin Short is a guy who just, uh, he's kind of, he's neurotic. Hypochondriac. Yep. And somehow they all get intertwined because Dennis Quaid is part of a secret lab experiment. Like he finds He's going to get shrunk down really small and put inside a rabbit. But through a series of hijinks, he accidentally gets put inside Martin Short. Yeah. And he has to figure out a way to get out. Because in 24 hours, the oxygen is going to run out and they're all going to die. It's a little bit of Osmosis Jones, a yep. little, bit, a lot of bit Osmosis Jones, <laughs> a, of Osmosis it's a little Jones. bit Back to the Future. It's a little bit with a little rom com. Yeah, with a little bit of Sleepless in Seattle. Yeah, and it's all pre-facial surgery. <laughs> and in the end, he gets out. Everybody wins. Everybody wins, and uh, Martin Short. Basically loses the slapstick crown to Jim Carrey a couple years later. That's true. I was very silent because I'm, you know, it's your thing. So I was like, "You're doing great." Alex kept looking at me. I was like, "Should I speak?" You were doing good you eyebrow great. work. I was, Thank you. Yeah, it was stage momming you guys. I was. N- I'm not a Martin Short fan. I I know I, that about I you. I was looking at his run. I was looking at his run, uh, and like, so he has like this comedy run where he does like Captain Ron. Clifford and this movie like movie Pure Luck like that's his and Father of the Bride he has like this run when I'm like about 8 to like 13 and he totally whiffs every at bat for me and not only that but like he's in like Jim Carrey comes in and does everything he does right down to being Canadian and does it a hundred times better this was pretty good. I, I can't believe this movie exists. Like, I'm very surprised. Yeah, this is crazy. I'm also surprised. It's like a big budget indie quirky comedy. Yeah. That's... It, it's a, it was a summer movie blockbuster that came out July 1st, 1987. And it did win an Oscar for Best Visual Effects. No. Well, like, it's the la- not, near the last gasp of practical effects. Ah, I learned about what those were several episodes ago. <laughs> <laughs> It means uh, they didn't use computers. We should have McLean up here, Ann, because you're marveling <laughs> at the practical effects. I mean, okay. Yeah. <laughs> so, I know nothing about it. <laughs> I made an applause sign during the break. <laughs> so uh, I got my start in practical effects. Uh, oh. I've been in and out of a lot of shops that you know, do a lot of stuff like this. Uh, just recently got to talk to Bart Mixon, who did the original makeup for the uh, It miniseries and a bunch of other things. But this is so spectacular to see the inside of this body in such realization and the whole time you're like that's physical that's real somebody was in there with a real camera filming that and nowadays it'd just be a giant digital cartoon the ship the ship the inside of the body all the effects of it shrinking probably half the sets i mean everything would be fake and that just was everything was real wait you mean someone was inside a human body they would build like i don't even know how they got to some of this but like when he goes into the fat cells and you have the giant balls of fat floating around and he's in that subcutaneous level layer they um yeah I use that yeah. <laughs> cash that money um, so th- I mean I don't know how they did it but the idea might be like a bunch of weather balloons inside a pretty big room I mean that ship had to be to get all the detail on it was probably like two or three feet size of a, of a ship of a model that they built wow. and then built a set for the giant fat cells or like the optical nerve when he's sitting on that optical nerve that again looked like a giant like mm. latex. Uh, balloon that they had wrapped the nerve out to and then put this like two foot model ship in there. Everything wanna, was built in Do you want to guess what the budget somewhere. was? 8 1987. Anyone want to hazard any guesses? I looked it up. 
Whoa. <laughs> Bergen said 45 million. That was his guess. Oliver? It was 20- 45 million and one dollar. <laughs> <laughs> yes. It was 27 million. 27 wow. million. And that it seems just. like a lot of money, it, still. No? For 87 bucks? Yeah, that's probably like double. Like mm-hmm. close to double. And for a summer movie blockbuster, it didn't quite make its money back. That's why we haven't had Inner Space 2. Mm. Um, <laughs> as exciting as that ending as was. As that ending I mean, felt like really, they were hoping for a sequel. It literally is a cliffhanger, though. I yeah. mean, it doesn't really end. There's a literal cliff at the end. Yeah, exactly. He's it, hanging yeah. on the curb. For context, here's what came out in 87 the same summer uh-huh. uh, Robocop, Predator, The Lost Boys, Space Balls. Saw that one. Roxanne, <laughs> Witches of Eastwick, uh, Harry and the Hendersons, Brave Little Toaster, Superman 4, uh, the Garbage Pail Kids movie. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> and Benji the Hunted. Um, so that's the summer of 87. And I don't... That was the summer that we met. Pro- yeah, it was. It might not, I don't know. Did you guys move over the summer? I don't remember what season yeah, it was. Yeah, because we started kindergarten huh? that fall. Summer of 87. Mm-hmm. Well, We're too busy to watch Inner Space. Yeah, way too busy. <laughs> I thought that in the 80s they really knew how to use a background actor. I will say that. Oh, yeah. Like the little bits that the background people were doing in that All mall the scene especially. Oh, the, the scientists, the mall people. It's like you could really like call your parents and be like, I booked this big gig at that time <laughs> if you were an extra, you know? Yeah. Like, you will see my face. So am I missing something about Martin Short? I mean, he was good in this. So, this is probably you know the best funny? I've ever so, seen him. Funny. We, we talked... We talked beforehand that Jensen was going to use his little app to find out when was the lull in the movie to mm. go to the bathroom. Break. But then we learned right before we watched it that this movie is not in it because, as Bergen says, it's a perfect movie, so you wouldn't want to leave it at any point. <laughs> but there was one point when when Martin Short was just doing straight up like physical comedy, and I was dying, and I could sense that Alex wasn't laughing, <sighs> and I thought to myself, "This is the moment that Alex thinks is the lull." And then Alex turns to me and he's like, I'm going to take a pee break. Oh. <laughs> it was when he was being drunk. It was when he drank. Oh, see, that was, it's when he drank, it's when he yeah. drank alcohol for the first time. Right. Who, what time of day was it? It had doesn't, to, doesn't matter. Noon. The whole, the, the whole movie ha- takes place over 24 hours, right? Like, yeah. Yeah. And so that had to have been about like 11.30 a.m. Yeah, it was early. When, like, when do they do their science? What's the best time to do science? Or early in the morning. Yeah, first thing Very in the morning early. is when you want to do your science. I did like that they... Because the whole movie kind of goes to hell. Like, the whole injection into Martin Short happens because there's, like, a terrorist, like, a security breach. Yeah. I did like yeah. that they at least mentioned that, like, man, these scientists don't know their security. Did you guys hear that? Someone <laughs> said, like, <laughs> good. I'm, like, glad there was some acknowledgement that it's that easy to just break into this yeah. lab. Yeah, it was real easy. Yeah. But this, yeah, I was thinking about Martin Short that... That he was past his prime by the time we started seeing him in things. But I watched this and I was like, that's why he's famous. Me too. Like the first 15 minutes of this movie. It, it like was, who's better though, alone. Jim Carrey or Martin Short? But that's not a contest. Does it have to be? <laughs> Acting contest? I mean, they're different. I just think it's like a, it's just like a time period. Like it's just, he filled the, that gap, that role for that time. And okay. then it was Jim Carrey. Okay. Which one of them does Alex like more? Jim Carrey. <laughs> exactly. He's giving me a hard sell on Jim Carrey right now. <laughs> He's really hard selling left and right. Smoking. Oh God. I the first my first thought was his physical comedy alone is worth watching this movie. For. Yeah, totally. And the eighties, like weird um male nudity at the very beginning. Should oh, we yeah. should we recast the, the remake right now? We could. I, I wrote down a couple okay. options. I, I thought this would work. Really well. I can't wait. With well, with Kevin Hart, obviously in the Martin Short, the injectee role. Interesting. The injectee role. Okay. I thought many hijinks could ensue. Absolutely, I'll take them. Okay, I like it. What um, else you got? But I also think that like, if you took the Channing, the Channing Tatum, Jonah Hill dynamic oh, of the nerdy yeah. Jonah Hill, uh-huh. and brought that to this, it would that would be the perfect. Like uh. it would be too perfect. But I was trying to go a little more. Who's the girl? Woman. Ooh. Channing Tatum. No? Is that not? Yeah, that's where you were going Vikander? with that. Alicia Vikander. Wow, that's bad casting. <laughs> I mean, maybe she could do it. I don't know. She can wear a strapless dress, that's for sure. Like a lot of what Meg Ryan did in that movie. I mean, she was great. Sorry. How did Meg do? How did I wanted Meg her to raise the stakes a little bit. So this was two mm. years before When Harry Met Sally. Mm. 
Um, so Harry had not yet met Sally. I thought the scene where yeah, I thought the scene where she tased the wrong person. He's being carried out, and she's like, "Can someone call the cops?" Uh, I was like, "Okay, uh, <laughs> just like let me. Can you invest for a second? <laughs> and then I have another big thing that happened. Let's for hear me. it. The fetus. Oh yeah, totally we talk about that during the recap. I mean, I feel that needs to be addressed. Let's address it. So at one point, uh, <laughs> Tuck Pendleton. At, at, yep, at one point, you. yeah, Tuck Pendleton. Oh man, what happened? Okay, Martin Short says, "Hey, can I have a moment alone where you can't see through my eyes and hear through my ears?" And he's, and he's like, "Sure, I'll just yes, turn yeah. off the radio." Mm-hmm. And then he kisses Meg Ryan, mm-hmm. who is Tuck Pendleton's on again, off yeah. again, <laughs> and then. Basically, he just ends up, Dennis Quaid just ends up inside Meg Ryan's body, yeah. but he doesn't know where he is until he bumps into a fetus. Yeah. And then she right. kisses Martin Short again, and he's right back where he started. Right. So I thought Martin Short had the fetus for a long time. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like a junior, so sort of a junior situation? Yeah, I know, because for me, I think, and I'm so sorry, but the pee break would be like some of the inner body stuff, because I was like... I felt like dizzy at That was like space. That was the closest to space. That's exactly. It's like the space of my body. I don't need to know that much, you know? So those were the parts that I was like, where? Like the saliva thing, I just thought, I was like, where'd he go? I couldn't tell where he was. My human anatomy is not very strong. So that was confusing. When you saw the fetus, you figured it out. Uh, I need to address something about this movie, which is that if it was 2017 and you made a movie where the two main love interests relationship was that toxic and unhealthy at the beginning oh you we would not be rooting for them to get together yeah there was like a moment where he's like, I was like dominate her with your speech yeah. and I was like oh that I'm like, fly dude, call the cops get this guy out of here like yeah. he was a monster in the first scene oh yeah that's all it was the 80s they hadn't quite figured it out they were yeah they were on the verge of something and they were not there at all no you it was know? gross yeah it's been 30 years yeah that's terrifying yeah but also I feel like the movie looked better than a lot of movies that are made now so those practical effects. Those practical effects. Exactly. Right? right? Yes. <laughs> mm. um, at any point, did you wish that you were watching Tucker and Dale versus Evil? Oh, man. I did. I, I did, did it in you? the beginning. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. Because I was like really second-guessing myself. I was like, but I love Quirky. And I felt uh, really bad because you made a double pitch. And I was like, I'd like to reward bravery. I didn't reward his bravery for coming back again. Like, he was honest. And I, then I said, now she, you fail. You were too honest. talking to Aaron McLean. <laughs> I'm sorry. I really was in my head. A like for, I was like, I've got to drink pressure. this can of champagne. I, yeah, I felt a lot of pressure. I've never had to decide what movie 15 people watch. Yeah, like I felt like I was life. laughing a little too loudly at the beginning. I was like, ah, is this funny? Is everybody laughing? <laughs> is everybody feeling it? And then I was like, why did I pick a movie with the word space in the title? Like, that was some, that was smooth. I think Bergen really, it was really did a good job smooth. of getting that in there. But then I was so glad we watched it. I learned a lot. Some things made me dumber. <laughs> but overall, it was really fun. Yeah, that was fun. I liked it a lot. I, I enjoyed it too. We get questions from the audience. Can I get you guys to pitch what the sequel was set up to be? What happens to the little guys in the suit? Oh, yeah. So well, you, grow, you, you blow up. You get bigger. That's, that's the only logical... Yeah, it ended in a, in a weird... Oh, uh, yeah, I don't know. A really weird place. It was, un, it was, it was an unnecessary final scene. I don't scene. think their marriage is going to last. <laughs> I mean, do you? I don't know. I hope not. Exactly. Thank you. I'm like, why are you wearing the little shrinky cufflinks? It's weird. The whole thing, that was weird. Yeah, it was a weird ending. Mm-hmm. I don't know. The sequel, I mean, they've got two 50% scientists in their suitcase. <laughs> They're being driven in a limo by the cowboy. They're being oh, yeah. chased by a, a maniac. Martin Short just swear He's about to drive off a cliff, so he's dead. So the sequel <laughs> is just the two half-scientists and the cowboy. Yeah. And I don't know what happens. Nothing. They... Right. I guess they get bigger, they get smaller, they get bigger, they get smaller. Did you think for a moment when they put them in the machine that they were going to accidentally, like, Honey, I Blew Up the Kid style, and they were just going to be huge? I thought that's where we were headed. No, but this movie did come out before that, right? Before both Honey Before yeah. both Honey yeah. movies. It seems yeah. like they bit off this movie Although a little bit. Yeah, has, a little bit. has anyone seen, recently seen the trailer for Downsizing? No. In the, well, there's a, there's a shrinking genre. I mean, there is a genre, like, uh-huh. and there's a new entry coming out with Matt Damon and Kristen Wiig. What essentially happens is it, it's a not-too-distant future where, because of 
environmental waste and the amount things cost. Coral. You, yes, coral. Yeah. The, the coral of the corollary of coral. Mm. You can shrink yourself and uh, enter a new community of tiny people where you just occupy less space. And it's, oh. the, it's, it's a proactive solution to overcrowding and all right. the... Atkins diet extreme. <laughs> extreme. <laughs> and that's what it's like. It's like it's about like the, the little mm. littles, tiny. Interesting. Uh-huh. I'm five feet tall, so I'm not into <laughs> shrinking any more than I already am. <gasps> I'm like, let me expand. So might I recommend Honey I Blew Up the Kids. I'll watch that one then. Yeah. Perfect. Um, should we rate it? It's just a straight thumbs up, thumbs down. We don't get to do oh. the stars anymore. Yeah, then. I'm thumbs up. I'm thumbs obviously. up. Alex is the only question. This is my Favorite Martin Short movie. All right. I'm ready to love again. Martin Tiny. Martin Little, Martin Tiny. Wow. Oh, that's good. Yeah. I'm ready. I'm ready to embrace him. Well, I mean, aside from Bergen, who pitched this movie, yeah. we have good news for just about everybody else in this room. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And they, they, all, they all. All of them collectively. One got step one step closer to, to clearing the queue. Live, motherfucker. Clear in the queue. If you have heard anything you like or know that we were just dead wrong about, you can email us at uh, clearingthequeue at gmail.com. Q is spelled Q U E U E. That's a tough one. And if your thoughts are funny, we'll read it on air. Follow us on Twitter at CTQ Podcast, Instagram at Clearing the Queue, Facebook.com slash Clearing the Queue. Subscribe on iTunes. Yeah, subscribe on iTunes. <laughs> I don't know how you do that. <laughs> <laughs>